All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric Jackson. That's right, and we're back for the second episode of our Hellboy series. So if you didn't watch the last one, I'd highly recommend going back and catching up on that one. But if you are uh, if you refuse to listen to my instructions that I so helpfully gave you, then welcome to your first episode. I mean, be a rebel. <laughs> yeah, you can start here. I mean, yeah. we actually are starting volume one of BPRD today, so that is a fresh volume. Yep. Uh, we're, this is episode two of our Hellboy series, but like I said last week, we're going to be skipping around in the reading order just a little bit mm-hmm. so we can cover characters who show up in the same movies we're talking about yeah um and these books can kind of be read by themselves so take back everything i just said you can read this at any point um, don't listen to <laughs> doesn't anything. matter you i'm not a reliable narrator is what i'm trying to say <laughs> so we're gonna be starting bprd volume one today uh which we, the reason i chose that one is because it has johan kraus that's yeah, the main yeah. reason and also a lot of good liz moments oh yeah definitely. um and Johan Krauss is introduced in the movie we're going to be covering, which is Hellboy 2 and the Golden Army. Yep. Uh, the final and uh, only second movie that was done by Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman, which is very sad. Probably the last good Hellboy movie we'll get. Yeah, it clearly set up to be or to have a sequel and be a trilogy just never happened. Yep. So we'll talk about that after the afterwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, this is only part two in our Hellboy series. Next week, we're going to be still doing Hellboy. That'll be the finale um, because there is one Hellboy media we have to cover yet, which is that 2019 attempt at... <laughs> A Hellboy. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. At a Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, at a Hellboy. Uh, so we're going to have to do that next, and then we're going to be talking about Hellboy and the Wild Hunt, which is what that movie is loosely based on. So that'll be interesting. We'll be able to finally meet like Baba Yaga and uh, and a few different characters that actually do show up in the comics. How far ahead of jumping ahead is that going to be for me? A uh, decent amount, okay. but it, it's fairly standalone. It'll, okay. it'll maybe spoil one or two things, but like not Great. crazy. So I'm just tarnishing my Hellboy read through. I don't know if it's tarnishing. No, <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a good little. It's a kind of a. There's going to be a thing in that book that is referenced so much you've probably already heard that it happens. Um, but we'll get to it. Okay. I'm not going to reference it yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know if you're one person who has been spared that spoiler, I don't <laughs> want to jump out at it now. Okay. Uh, but after that, we do have some room open. So if you do want to uh, leave requests, we do take requests for episodes as well. Um, so if you want to choose the book that we're reading or the movie that we're watching, uh, you, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash agents of comic book, and you only have to join at the $5 level to leave a request. You don't have to stay a patron to get your request done. You just pay the $5 and you can get the fuck out. <laughs> You never have to see our faces again. Oh, yeah. Like, I I got my Scooby-Doo book reviewed, and I'm out. I wouldn't hold it against you. <laughs> Although, a Scooby-Doo book would be quite interesting. Oh, I'd, I'd talk about Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. That'd be interesting. Are there Scooby-Doo comics? Oh, yeah. No way. A great deal, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess Scooby-Doo so. Apocalypse has, like, went for, like, a shitload of issues. Really? We could do the Flintstones, too. That's a Mark Russell book. Yeah, I saw Mike Mignola doing, like, the Flintstone drawings on Twitter. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> to segue into, like, kind of what we're doing. Yeah, Mike yeah, Mignola. Cool. I retweeted a few of those. Mike Mignola's been doing, like, a bunch of sketches on Twitter like of characters from like cartoons and also like Marvel characters like too. ones. Yeah, like he drew like an Ant-Man and I saw him do like uh I was a Thor character. I can't remember which one. I think it was the Destroyer? I can't remember. Dude, you no. check my Twitter feed. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's been doing a bunch. He did like Wilma from the Flintstones. Yeah, uh, Barney, did, Fred. Yep. Yeah. He, so it's Dino. interesting. He's just having fun doing sketches. It's a lot of uh, fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what, what I was saying is if you want to leave that request, you can do that there at our Patreon. If you want to follow us, we are at agents of podcast on twitter um we'll always follow you back if you follow us just that way we can engage uh when comic books come out every week i don't 
Mm. I don't still pull single issues, but I do read Marvel Unlimited every Monday. Um, but then again, with all everything that's going on with the coronavirus and whatnot, there might not be uh, a regular stream of comics yeah. for all we know moving forward. Yeah, it's interesting times. Yeah, well, that's kind of especially in comic books. There's been a lot of like uncertainty as far as like how comic books are going to be distributed moving forward. So. Yeah, there are some people like going full freak out. They're like, "This is the end of comics." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, th- I, mean I think that's a bit of a far. Well, stretch, things are going to change. Yeah, well, yeah, so I guess we'll we'll see how far things go. But Diamond Comics like is going to stop shipping like physical copies. So that's huge. And it's they're like, be, like the all only, di- they're like the only ones that do. That? The ship physical comics, wow. yeah, for single issues. It's pretty much just them. That's so it's going to be like all digital. Wow. So yeah, it's going to be unprecedented, but we're, yep. I mean, times are changing. Yeah, got to adapt. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so, but that's, that's not going to stop our Hellboy read. Uh, that's why we're going back and reading all the, all the old books. I mean, it, it gives a little bit of hope that, like, in the apocalyptic future, we could still have digital comics because no one's going to be delivering them when there's freaking super mutants walking around. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you download your Hellboy comics uh, physically, like, onto your actual device, you could, will never lose them in the form of any apocalypse. Oh, never. I you mean, know, you'll have to charge it. If, if hell on earth itself comes, you just got to keep that tablet safe. <laughs> it's your, if your you one fin- rock. If you finish the book, you'll know how to stop hell on exactly. earth. Exactly. <laughs> Spoiler. That might be where this very book we're reading is going. No way. Uh, but yeah, so to segue into the book we're reading, uh, we're going to be reading Hollow Earth, which is volume one of BPRD. This is very much a part of the Hellboy universe, but Hellboy's actually not really in this book. Mm-hmm. Although he does actually, I say that, but actually two of my favorite Hellboy scenes ever are in this first couple issues. Yeah, that's the cool thing about this issue. Like, Hellboy's, I mean, quote unquote, not in it, but there are a lot of good flashbacks from like Abe and Roger and them and Liz with like cool Hellboy moments. Yeah, some of the Hellboy moments I like to share the most are actually in this vo- volume one of BPRD, which he's not even technically in yeah at least as far as the main story <laughs> yeah it's great um but yeah so this is hollow earth which is a story by mike mignola actually a team of story writers for this one mike mignola was joined by christopher golden and tom uh, snagoski uh and then we have art by ryan sook and Curtis arnold with colors by dave stewart who is pretty much the colorist for all the mike mignola all the hellboy universe stuff he's very consistent he's one of the best colorists of all time i was gonna say uh, between this and the first uh, the one we did last week, I really like the colors. Oh yeah, for sure. And then we have, we have letters by Clem, Clem Robbins, who is letter for uh, a lot of these books as well. Okay. For volume one of BPRD, like I said, we're skipping around in the reading order a little bit. So to catch up, we don't need to catch up on all of what's happened with Hellboy because it's not really relevant to what this story is. But all you really need to know going into this story is that Hellboy is not with the BPRD anymore. He's quit. Like, he had, like, a falling out with them. Mm. And it's cool because we kind of get, like, Johan Krauss is, like, the new member of the BPRD, and he's kind of uh, the fish out of water. And so you, and so that I remember you saying that was helpful for you because you're yeah. kind of catching up as well. Yeah, definitely, because a lot of the opening or the beginning parts are, like, his point of view or whatever and him trying to like get his like bearings where he's at and learning about who he's working with right and if you don't know who Johan Krauss is he is a uh ectoplasmic man who is in a containment suit and so that's how this works it's more ectoplasm well ecto well, I mean ecto isn't ectoplasm supposed to be like a spiritual residue of some sort yeah it's like the ghost goo right so yeah. that's what he is he's ghost goo okay or ghost gas so the, yeah. the movie was a little bit different uh, I mean not really I mean they don't really explain his origins in the movie well, but we'll I mean, talk about I mean that. The, I'm just saying that was i saw that more as as like a gas than like a liquid. I, it, I would say it is a gas yeah. in both circumstances. We'll I guess go, there we'll are a the lot movie, of yeah. interpretations on what ectoplasm is. Don't right. even, that's a whole different ballpark. But it's, it, it, I'd say it has the rules of gas. It like looks gassy. It looks foggy. Yeah, we don't want to upset like Dan Aykroyd. Like, he has, <laughs> he's very passionate about ectoplasm. Yeah, so uh, Johan is like the new member at the BPRD uh, and he's getting briefed on like what happened to Hellboy because he's like actually excited to meet him because yeah. he's like... Uh, 
like a big fan. He's like, oh, I was here to meet Hellboy. I heard he was going to be like the one I wanted to meet. Right. Talk about a disappointment on your first yeah, day. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, he quit. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. Because we see, uh, and this is, I don't want to explain all of Conqueror Worm because I want you and anyone else who hasn't read it to go back and read it because Conqueror yeah. Worm is one of my favorite Hellboy stories. Okay. Towards the end of that arc, we find out that the BPRD had actually planted a bomb in one of Hellboy's teammates, who is uh, Roger, who is a homunculus, mm-hmm. who is basically, he's basically like a reanimated golem who has like a, a battery in his chest that keeps him alive. Yeah. Um, and so the BPRD had put a bomb in him because when they, him and Hellboy met, they like fought initially until Hellboy was able to save him. Okay. So the, so the BPRD is saying like, well, he fought Hellboy once. Like, who knows? He could, uh, he could turn at any moment. Mm. So they put a bomb in him and Hellboy finds out about it. And he's like, this is all bullshit. Like, <laughs> do you have a bomb in me? That's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, what do you have a bomb in me? What about Abe? What, right. Does Liz have a bomb? Oh, God. Yeah, so Hellboy quit immediately. He was like, I'm out. And he told <laughs> he told Kate, I'm like, he's like, I'm going to Africa. I'm wandering the earth. It's pretty justified. Yeah, he's doing the Jules Winfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hellboy is gone. And uh, speaking of Liz, she's actually gone as well. She's also quit the BPRD. And she's kind of, we see her initially in the first couple pages of the comic uh, up in the Ural Mountains, which mm-hmm. I think we actually saw in the last volume of the uh, of Hellboy that we read in Seed of Destruction because that yep. was also where the uh, the statue of the Ogdruhem was mm-hmm. that Rasputin found. Yeah, so it seems like pretty important mountains. Uh, well, I think it's more just like the uh, Arctic Circle in general is like an ancient place That's is what they're trying yeah. to say and it's like an untouched place. Okay. So it's an easy place for these people to hide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we see that Kate is in the mountains and she finds this like temple with these monks in it. And uh, they they don't go over it too much in this volume, but it's clear that these are like an ancient people. They're like this, the descendants of like the first race of man mm-hmm. uh, who like knew a lot about like ancient magics. They're called the Hyperboreans. And so Liz shows up at the at this temple door, and she's just like she goes like Doctor Strange. She's just like help me, yeah, yeah. And and they're like come with us, like we can help you. I think they have some kind of idea like what her power is, yeah, which is interesting because she's like I don't know what's inside me, like what I, what I'm doing. And they're like no, well, we understand what's going on. We'll help you. We'll teach you what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because we see her like later on training and I and like making shapes with the fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so she's clearly like as time has passed, like gotten much better at like controlling what she because. I mean, up until this point where we keep being told, like, she's, like, volatile, like, she could explode at any moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, she can't really control her powers. That's why she's up here in the mountains. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's cool to see her like make shapes with it and kind of like make ask interesting questions like, what is my power? Like, is this fire or what is it? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um... So yeah, obviously a little time has passed. She's been in, we don't know exactly how long she's been at this temple, but it seems like at least like months, you yeah. know, because uh, she uh, she's like doing her tricks, like practicing, like I don't know if what exactly it does, if it's like a spell or if it's just like practicing shapes. Um, yeah, it's probably just different incantations. Yeah, it could be an actual like incantation. Yeah. Um, but while she's meditating or doing her spell, she hears this sound and she goes runs through the empty temple. It's like the dead of night, and she sees this like giant hole in the ground, and she's like, "Well, this seems like a problem." <laughs> yeah. And she goes to the monks and she's like, "Hey, there's like this giant hole in the floor. Are you guys gonna like do something about it?" And they seem like pretty like. <laughs> Is that a concern? Yeah, they're like, "No, we have it under control. Like we're doing the thing about the hole. Trust yeah. us. We know about the big hole." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I don't know. That doesn't seem like normal geology." And she's like, "Oh." Trust me, we know ge- geology is not real. We know what's going on. There's one person who knows holes. It's this guy. Yeah, I'm the hole master. <laughs> That's a bad nickname. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like we said, Johan is still at the BPRD kind of getting the briefing from Kate Corrigan, who we didn't meet in volume one of Hellboy, but she shows up. Uh, I think I think Conqueror Worm might be her first volume. I think she shows up shortly before that. I can't remember. I wouldn't know. Um, but, she, <laughs> <laughs> but she is the uh, field director for the BPRD. So she's like... Uh, 
Like one step, like Manning is like the guy in the suit. Yeah. Uh, but Kate is the one we spend a lot more time with because she's actually like the one like on the mics, like trying to like plan missions. And if shit goes wrong, she's the one who's in charge of fixing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Kate Corrigan a lot. Yeah, she's a great character. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to to Abe kind of like saying like, well, we have Johan here. Like we're thinking like maybe he'll help like get the team chemistry back together because everything just kind of seems shitty here right now. Everyone's <laughs> really pissed off. We need something. Yeah. And, and Abe's like, Hellboy left. Like, I don't know what's keeping any of us here. Like, I think all of us are getting ready to leave, like me and Roger at least. Yeah. Because Liz is already gone. Yeah. Abe even throws her shade. He's like, I know we're like kind of close, but like you never stop by unless it's like something with business. Yeah. She's like, ooh. <laughs> like, uh, my bad. <laughs> And she does kind of explain a little bit of Johan's origins, um, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. He, uh, and it gets a we'll kind of combine our explanation of this with because there's a short that comes after this in uh, if you read the omnibus in Hollow Earth, which is just like a four page comic explaining Johan's origins. Yep, because uh, it's really cool. He is a medium, like literally a person who will sit at a seance table and hold hands with the people around him to talk to loved ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was doing a seance, and like you can see, like him sitting at the table with like lightning, like spiritual lightning going between all of them. Like he's like. He literally like goes into his astral form and flies around and talks to dead people. Yep. Uh, but while he's doing this, uh, there's like a completely unrelated like paranormal like uh, catastrophe that happens over in China. Yep. Like half a world away from him. <laughs> Uh, like completely unrelated, but and we only get like snippets of it. It's almost like that thing we talked about in our Klaus episode, where uh, oh, yeah, where yeah. Grant Morrison kept like throwing hints at bigger stories without ever planning on writing them. Yep. Uh, but that's kind of like what what they explain here, like the Chengdao incident mm-hmm. is what they call it, because we don't really get an explanation of what the Chengdao incident was or what happened or how it got solved. Yeah. Um, but we just know that, and, and it's cool because like we just figure like this shit happens every day. Exactly. Um, like so it's just some huge event in that like universal plane that disrupted everything. Thing in that like vicinity right i like when there's kind of inside information between like the characters that the audience doesn't get to know it's like oh remember the chengdao incident yeah, like yeah. oh what a that was a shit storm huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened they just throw you like little bits every now and then right. just to keep you going uh and we get like a little bit of an explanation or at least like the art shows a little bit of it yeah it's like this like doll or something that like broke and the spirit got free yeah and like it literally like broke the spirit world and so like <laughs> When Johan is doing his thing over in Germany, like flying around talking to dead people in the astral plane, like the Chengdao incident happens and now he can't get back to his body. He looks at his body and it's like fried. Yeah. And he's like just a floating spirit now. And he's like, "Mm, I'm stranded. It's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) And so they talk about how he was like literally just a stranded spirit. And he went to the techs at the BPRD and he was like, oh, help me (laughs) do something, you idiots. And they're like, oh, that's scary. But this gives me ideas. Get that goo in a glass tube. (laughs) Squeeze that goo in that tube. <laughs> and they give him what is it's not a flattering costume but it works for him i think it's a little less or a little more subtle than the movie version well the movie version is we'll see it, it does kind of show up later in the comics it's a more oh, advanced really? version of his suit okay yeah. um but I, well that's like way down the line in bprd gotcha. uh, for people who have already read this oh does it get to a point where like he's kind of able to do like the movie where he can like leave his suit and like go to other shit uh, he can always do that through his fingers that's from the comics oh yeah that does happen yeah because yep. he animates like the weird little like, yeah then he just dude. has to suck it back up yep oh that's right yeah uh but yeah we see like the text working on the suit and, and like he's just like screaming in a tube waiting <laughs> for it to be built <laughs> and so once they have it done he's basically just like a, a gas bag yeah um so while Kate's explaining all this to uh, to him, he's like, well, I don't know. I'll see if anything keeps me. Well, I'll decide. I'll sleep on it. Yeah. And then while, after Kate leaves, he turns around and literally like this flaming apparition of Liz shows up. <laughs> like 
out of Boom. nowhere. Yeah, like a specter. She's yeah. like, eh. And I wondered how much of an illusion that was, because if like that was actually her like energy in that room, that would have just fried the whole place. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Because like in that one panel, there's like a burning book, or like Abe like throws it. Yeah, Liz's power is like it's not exactly fire, so it's like the rules exactly. of it can't yeah. play exactly. Now, yeah, now that I know what it is, then it makes more sense. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's the rules of it are all kind of like whatever she chooses to burn, essentially, yeah, I think. Pretty much. Or it, when it's out of control, it's just like whatever can burn. Anything, yeah. The, she just has like a very cryptic message. It's like, well, all she can get off, she's like, Abe, like it's so dark here. I need you to help me. And then yeah. she like fades away and like the sprinklers go off and it's just steam and yep. she's gone. And so Abe's like, oh shit, like I know Liz left. I don't really know what happened to her. Like she's screaming for help. Like we got to do something. Yeah. And she goes, and he goes to Kate and, she, and Kate's like, well, yeah, we got to do something. Like, let's help her. And then she's like, well, I think I know where she might be. And Abe's like, oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, yeah, we're keeping tabs on her. Like the BPRD like keeps tabs on anyone they think they might be volatile. Yeah, like anything with that kind of power. Yeah. And Abe's like, well, if you want me to stay, maybe stop calling all my best friends volatile. Yeah. You, like this is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this again. And so, um, and so he's pissed off. But at the same time, he's like, well, if you guys are like pulling a mission together to go into the mountains, I'm in. Yeah, like and, he's obviously going to go. Right. And so Roger's coming with, too. I mean, Roger and Liz are very close as well. So he, he's, he's bound to help. And then mm -hmm. Johan's going with them as well. He's going to be the new member of the team. Yeah, inaugural mission. Yep. And uh, and what's cool is Kate even goes on the mission herself. And she's like, I'm the leader of field ops. Like, I go on these missions. Like, Yeah, gotta... this is where I was like, okay, this chick's going to be a badass. Right. And so she's like, she's putting herself on the line. Like, she's leading from the front. Like, that's a cool way to do it. Yeah, like, later on, they kind of, like, split up in a way. And she's like, no, like, I don't want to hang back and, like, do, like, the field general stuff. Like, I want to be here with you guys. Yeah, and, like, like we're, we're the monster people. We'll take care yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but when they, they find the temple, like the temple that Liz was at, but when they show up, it's like a massacre. Yeah, just bodies of monks everywhere. Yeah, all the monks are just like dead and they have like horrified looks on their faces <laughs> too. It's, it's gruesome. Wasn't a good way out. No. And they're like walking through. They're like, what the hell happened here? And uh, what's cool is we get one of our first uses of Johan's powers here too, where he's like, no, I'll find out. And he yep. let, lets his spirit out of the suit. And he's able to kind of like fly through the bodies and like kind of like communicate with their spirits. Mm -hmm. And he actually finds Liz and they find her body, but it's like completely lifeless. It's just a, like a pale corpse. Yeah, it's just like a shell. Right. But Johan can kind of tell. He's like, well, her soul's not, not here. It, like it was taken somehow. Yeah, like she's not dead. Just, she's just not here. Right. Um, so they kind of like they literally just like put her body on ice in some kind of like yeah. BPRD like body containment yeah, thing. Yeah, like a little coffin. Uh, so he find he like actually is able to reanimate. Like they have it's not just the monks corpses that they find. They find the corpses of, like these little creatures that must have like crawled out from the bottom of like the hole. Mm -hmm. And they find one like it's like this little like kind of goblin looking dude. And Johan is like, well, I can reanimate him too. We'll find out what happened. And he is like able to put his spirit like into the animal and like reanimate it and get it to talk to him. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but I mean, it's it's still like he's talking to like the spirit of this creature, so it's not like he's he's not gonna speak plain English to yeah, him. Yeah, so it's gonna just, be cryptic. Yeah, he's like the left hand will rise. Yeah. Like he's like, uh, <laughs> okay, I didn't really catch any of that. <laughs> it's like the master will bring back the great spark and will light the great flame. Yeah, it's like I didn't bring this guy just to be preached at. Right, and then, that, <laughs> I mean they're able to get enough clues where they're like, okay, great spark. What if that's Liz? Yeah. And they figure like these little gremlin dudes must have taken. Liz, or at least her spirit somehow. Yeah. There's even like a funny panel when he's like giving all this like ex like this kind of like cryptic exposition where uh, after he's done speaking, uh, Roger goes up to Abe. He's like, "Did you understand any of that?" He's like, "Oh yeah, of course." He's like, "Wait, you did?" Like, no, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> like Roger, I'm very sorry. <laughs>
It's like probably should have read the room. <laughs> That's why I, I like I like Abe when he's pissed off because he's just like whatever. Like, right. I'm sorry, I'm being sarcastic. I'm being, I'm a dick. I know. Right? <laughs> but it's clear there's some kind of like leader in the mix because he mentions like a him and Roger calls that out and he's like, well, him. Like who is him? Like so, there's some kind of leader that they're taking Liz to, and so they go back up to the helicopter. Like, or oh, we we saw that giant hole back there. Like we got to go down in after her. Like yeah. Uh, what? Because Roger actually sucks up like the soul of this uh, creature and he thinks he can use it to kind of like track where Liz went. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, like I said, Roger, uh, I don't want to like spoil all of Conqueror Worm, but they, they, like Liz is like, Roger owes a lot to Liz, like for him being who he is. Okay. So he, so he's like, I'll like, this is going to hurt. I don't like doing this, but I'm going to do it for Liz. Yeah. And so when they go back up, they're like, all right, we're mounting a rescue mission. And like, this is where, like you said, Kate's like, oh, I want to go down with them. But they're mm. like, no, wait, this is this. We don't have any idea what's down there. It could yeah. be anything. So we're going, we're going down with the monster man. Yeah. It's monster squad time. <laughs> And as they're going down, uh, Johan's still kind of fanboying over Hellboy. He's like, things must be different without Hellboy. Huh? Yeah. I was really hoping he'd be here. He'd, he'd be so cool. <laughs> you don't have like a spare autograph laying around, do you? Right. And Abe's like, yeah, things are a lot different. Like, this might be my last mission. I don't really know. Hmm. And this is where I'm talking about where we start to get like these flashback scenes of Hellboy. Yep. And these are some of my favorite scenes in like the whole friggin series i love these because like we get a flashback scene of abe like in his tank like we because we saw in the last volume they discovered him in a tank like in like the basement of the pentagon like in a locked room that had been locked since the 1800s yep and um they're just he like abe's still in the tube like he but he's conscious you can see him floating around just looking at the scientists and they're all just doing tests on him still like what is he like let's poke him with this (laughs) um and Hellboy walks in and he sees it and he's like, well, this guy's like awake now. You guys are still doing tests on him. Like he can't get out and leave. And they're like, no, like we don't want to like, you know, contaminate anything. We, we want our tests like in a controlled environment. Yep. And Hellboy literally says, he's like, this isn't right. Like these kind of like experiments go on until someone busts in and says that's enough. Yep. He's like, well, guess what? Someone's walking in right now. That's enough. Yeah. He's like, I'm saying it. Yep. And then it's like the shot of him like pulling his hand out of the water. He's like, yeah. that's a, like, that's enough pulling him out. He's like, come on, I'll get you a ham sandwich, buddy. You'll be yeah, fine. It's the greatest. Yeah, such a like, <laughs> such a great Hellboy and Abe moment. Like that's really all you need to know to understand like their relationship and how Abe feels about Hellboy. Hell yeah, that's like just such a good intro to that. Uh, but they're walking down, uh, reminiscing about this, and then they see like something coming down from the tunnel because this all seems like it's a very elaborate tunnel system. They're like, yep. "Well, this goes like deeper and deeper. Like this is massive." Mm-hmm. And I mean, this whole volume is called Hollow Earth, so I think we kind of get where this is going. Yep. And they get attacked by the by like the gremlins, like the thing, the dead thing they saw, like these subterranean creatures. And they're like swarmed by them. And like, oh shit! Johan actually has a clever move that gets them out of this. He uses his uh, like smoke, his ectoplasm, whatever you want to call it, to make like a shape of like whatever he thinks like their master looks like. Like, yeah. it's, like a giant like one of them. And he's like, raw. Yeah, it's awesome. And like scares them all away because they're like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and they all go running. And they're like, oh, that worked. Like, that yeah, was... they're like, yeah, these things seem pretty stupid. So you could probably just give them a good scare, right? And, like they they seem like they'd back off. Mm-hmm. Because Abe is like getting his gun ready. He's like, I'm going to say it one last. Oh, they're running away. Okay. I won't say it one last time. <laughs> Never mind. We're good. <laughs> so that's kind of like our first like uh, actual visual of Johan like using his powers like offensively, which is kind of cool. Like he can just leave the suit at will, do his thing, come back. Yeah. Like, he can be free of the suit for like decent periods of time. Like obviously he was free while all that time waiting for them to build the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they keep going deeper into the center of the earth, essentially. <laughs> Journey to the center <laughs> of the earth. Brendan Fraser shows up. Right. <laughs> and uh, they find like this wreckage of like some machine. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, this is getting like the plot thickens here. Yep. And they're like investigating it. And they're seeing like like all this like really weird looking technology. It almost looks like uh, Bioshocky almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they find like a wall with like 
kind of like uh what's the word like egypt egyptian like hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics. yeah it's like weird yeah. like tomes or whatever kind of like explaining the story of the hyperboreans which i mentioned earlier it's like these uh the first race of man who like picked up all these secrets of magic yeah they split off one went to the left side and one went to the right side and one was like the path of evil and one was like the path of good yep and then yeah it's and then of course in the next panel we pull up to a nazi submarine yep and, and <laughs> abe's like these guys were everywhere <laughs> so we find out like the the nazis had tried to sail into or i guess you know sail into here with their submarine yeah yeah and uh meet up uh, meet up with these subterranean creatures and they did not uh do well yep and if, yeah God, i love whenever the nazis come in it always adds to the story yeah adds to the lore especially in the hellboy universe when we know they had their hands all over all this shit yeah exactly it's like some indiana jones and shit it, yeah when i got to this, this is when i knew that this was all going to be connected with the whole you know vril lore and all that stuff what do you Cause mean because is this where this ties in that they, they bring up Vril eventually in this, right? In this volume, I, I think it comes up at some point, because he's talking about how they power the machines. Yeah, because for people that don't know, Hollow Earth is, I mean, that's obviously a huge thing that's been around, but it came yeah, from a like, book called Vril, The Power of the Coming Race, which obviously that's come up a lot in oh, this. Oh, Hollow Earth comes from a book about Vril? That's pretty yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's where it all started, actually. And of course, uh, well, Helena, some people thought it was real, Helena Blavatsky being one of them, mm -hmm. who of course was a major occult influence on Hitler. And that's why a lot of people that the Vril Society was a thing. But I mean, it's not so it makes sense why like Hitler would be interested in like, you know, coming down here and finding these machines. Oh, yeah. A lot of mm -hmm. a lot of people in the Nazis thought that like this shit was real. And like, mm -hmm. they thought that they if they could control Vril, that they could win the war and all that. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, there's one funny thing I saw also or I found online was that george lucas apparently a lot of people think he ripped the idea of vril as like the force because basically vril is just like a not like a liquid kind of energy source it's basically just surrounds the entire universe. that's basically what it is in this series as well it's basically it's just like a magical force that is like the it's like a life force essentially yeah. and like these the people the first race or whatever they knew how to manipulate it yep, and control exactly. it yeah so, and that's what like these people were trying to do yep and that's where we see like these machines that are in the ground it's like these machines that are powered by vril yep and uh and they were like and the the subterranean creatures we'll learn were uh, former slaves of this left left hand of magic, mm -hmm. um, but the, or the left hand of the Hyperboreans. Um, but yeah, so but it's cool because he, I mean, based on everything you told me, it's clear that he is like taking a lot of lore from that. Oh, like, definitely. There's the yeah. subterranean people with these subterranean giants. It's like a cool take. Yep. Um, and like we said, they're like powered by Vril, so that's the only problem that these subterranean creatures have is all the left hand of the uh, of the Hyperboreans are pretty much gone. Like they're they're pretty much dead. Uh, but yeah, so we find out that these subterranean creatures, like they have control of these machines now that these Hyperboreans are gone. Uh, like they've and like they've. They're being led by like one of them who's kind of risen up and being like, no, like the, our leaders are gone. Like we're gonna rise up and we're gonna be like the new rulers of this world. Like yep. we have these machines that they tasked us to like repair and build. Yeah. Um. Why don't we just fucking take them now and rise up ourselves? Mm -hmm. Uh. Like we're we live under the earth. We could have it all with these machines. And uh. And it's cool because they have these powerful machines. Like they're clearly like. They're like almost like mechs. Like that's what's cool about this. It's like ancient magic, but they're pretty much just like mechs. <laughs> and it, it kind of almost connected with the movie too, with like the Golden Army. It's kind of like the Golden it's Army. It's Kind of similar. Sort of. Yeah, it's in the same ballpark. Like Guillermo del Toro might have like he been a bit of an inspiration to it. Could be, yeah. Um, because uh, but that's the only problem they have is they don't have the power source for yeah. it, which is the Vril. Yeah. Um, which is Liz. Exactly. That's why, <laughs> and that's why we find out like, oh shit, we got to get there before they use Liz as this giant battery. Yep. To stop and cause these 
giant mechs to rise onto the earth that would be bad yeah and so they have to make their way like into the center of all of this to stop this and they're attacked by like more of these creatures and there's like big ones too like there's these giant like toad monsters which yeah, look very creepy. good like ryan sook dries, draws the shit out of these monsters oh yeah they're great um like this giant toad shows up and then there's also the panels of liz and the machine the ma- machine also looks very cool it's like all these yeah. like it's like a cylinder with like these like even like dots across it like lit up lights yeah it almost kind of looks like an electrical grid yeah, but a little like, bit. But, like, powered by, like, magma. Which kind of <laughs> makes sense, because this is, a, like, a battery. It's like a conduit, yep. yeah. Um, and we see that uh, this this part's interesting, because he's dipping this, like, sort of magical sword into, uh, like, a forge. Yep. Uh, which seems like it's drawing power from Liz. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool, because this sword, uh, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it comes up a lot in Hellboy. These Hyperborean swords, they have a lot of power, and they're used a lot. It's it's really, really cool. Yep. So I would pay That's attention to that. That's another callback to that Vril, the coming race book, that the people under the earth they like wielded these things called vril staffs that could like manipulate vril and like either create or heal or destroy oh so it's like the star wars example you yep, gave me those lightsaber. lightsabers yep, yep. <laughs> that makes sense oh yeah uh so yeah so that, that's that's so it's cool how he kind of takes those drawings from these like old sci-fi stories and whatnot definitely yeah, yeah. Plus, that whole concept is just awesome. Like, a freaking like, sword staff that controls, like, power of, like, the hollow Right, it's fun sci-fi, yeah. <laughs> it's badass. Um, but while she's in this battery, we see her just inside, just, like, screaming, like, through the window. Yeah, it looks pretty brutal. Time. Yeah. And she's just, like, a flaming, just, like, spirit, pretty much, in there. Yeah, and then we get another great callback scene. Yep, This, and then while she's, like, in there, she must be, like, just, ha- like, her mind's just, like, trying to cope, and it's, like, having these flashbacks. And we see her as, like, a little girl. She's, like, in this BPRD, like, uh... It looks like a biohazard room almost, but it's clearly like a flame resistant like room yep. for her. Yeah. And these uh, BPRD techs keep coming in with like, you know, their flame resistant suits to give her like food and like, here you go. Like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and so she constantly. It's really sad because, yeah, she's like, how many people died? Like, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. It's just like, oh, God. Yep. Because <laughs> we, we know a little bit about Liz and we get ex- explained again here where she was a little girl and like she had an accident and yep. like exploded like her whole neighborhood. Yeah. It was like a whole block so, or like, a few blocks. Pretty much everyone she knew is probably dead because of that like at least as a little girl yep and so and like so equally like everyone who everyone who works at the bprd who hears about this and they like they're told their job is to go in there and give her lunch they're like oh boy i don't (laughs) know i'm on flaming fire girl duty right and so but then that that just makes liz feel even shittier because everyone who comes in to like she can't make any friends because everyone's like petrified of her they're terrified of her um so that's when hellboy walks in he like through the one-way mirror and he's like what are you guys doing like you're scaring the living daylights out of this girl yeah and he's like give me the food like i'll go in there yep and then they're like wait you can't go in there without a flame suit and he like looks back and he's like what are you kidding <laughs> he's like you an idiot <laughs> i'm from hell you son of a bitch <laughs> oh yeah so that's, that's a great moment i, I love that panel because it's hilarious yeah and then we get him just like kind of creeping his way in, and he like, like peeks his way through the door he's like mind if i come in and then she's she's like sitting there crying and she's like what like are you gonna be afraid of me too like everyone's afraid of me and he's yeah. like nope yeah it just hands her a lollipop she's like, yep. nope I ain't afraid of it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. And she's just like in there like thinking of that as she burns. Yep. And then, uh, but the BPRD, or at least our three heroes here, are close because they're like fighting their way through the monsters. Uh, Johan's even fighting a little bit in his containment suit, which I think <laughs> <Yeah>. looks funny. There's <laughs> a great panel where he's just like holding two of the frogs things like about to slam them down. <laughs> so, oh yeah, he's even like wunderbar. Wunderbar. <laughs> which is my favorite German word. Or no, it could be Schnell. He's like, Abraham Schnell. <laughs> I like that one too. 
And then Roger's even like, yes, Schnell. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Whatever that means, we should Schnell. <laughs> and then Abe's like, yeah, oh, great. The homunculus speaks German now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think Abe has, uh, this might even be like, it's kind of like in the, the first Hellboy movie where they have like these holy grenades, it looks like almost. Oh, yeah. Like, th- we don't know exactly what they are, but like, they're these little pins that he pulls. Like, they look like grenades, but it looks like something more because they don't quite look like normal explosives. Mm-hmm. But he tosses them and it makes them go uh, big four-letter boom. Yeah. <laughs> And the frogs are dead. Well, then I shouldn't call them frogs because they're not the creatures we saw in the in Seed of Destruction. Yeah, but they're, no, they're like stone frogs. Yeah, they're like they look more like stone uh, trolls, I guess. Yeah, like but smaller. Yeah. Um, but as they go deeper, it's cool. We see like this giant like anvil and this giant like uh, it almost looks like a crane or like a a hammer, I guess. Of yeah, some it's kind. like or like a really like highly scientific uh, like microscope, right? Like it an looks, atomic microscope. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's like a big. It's like a big. big Big like a uh, sci-fi ancient forge. It seems yep. like yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it looks it's very like Jack Kirby. It's very very cool. Yep. Uh, and he calls it the furnace of Gergeroth, or, uh, the hammer and the anvil of Grom. It's like these ancient thing like things that were used to craft these like mechs that we see. Yep. And uh, they get up to they actually fight their way up to the machine, and and Johan is like, well, if I can like maybe use my power to help her channel her spirit out of the machine, like I'm a spirit, and maybe I can like give her some pointers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, maybe that'll work. And Abe's like, I need better than a maybe. And Roger just like takes one look at it, and he's like, I. Can do it yep because like uh this you can just suck it up yep it comes up in conquer a worm as well so he knows like no like it, me and liz already have a connection like i can get her spirit out of there like i can do this easy mm-hmm. and that's when uh the king of fear shows up which is the name of this leader who's been helping them rise up these uh these former slaves of the left hand and he says like oh now it's finally our time like i have like i have the the source i need the power of the vril and uh and he has like the lit up sword he used like from lighting it in that forge which yep. is pretty cool and he's like wake the machines and he starts like doing his chant like <laughs> uh, we see this a lot like his uh, ancient like anung ungaban yeah, like, speaking I, in tongues right and like anung bash like the the language of the hellboy universe like the chants i really like it's really fun to read yeah they're cool like they just roll off the tongue very nice oh yeah and he's doing this chant, and I like Abe's got a pretty clever idea. He's like, "Wait, I can just reach up and sh- shoot this guy. <laughs> just, I'm just gonna interrupt his speech. Wait, why am I listening to this? Bang!" <laughs> and shoots him. And he's like, "Oh no!" And like falls down. And like all the creatures are like freaking out. They're like, "No!" Yeah, no. Well, they're just for at first they just sit there like, "What just happened?" Yeah. Like, like, is uh, that supposed to happen? Yeah. Did he just get shot? <laughs> and then Johan uses that as an opp- his opportunity to put up another like scare demon for yeah. them, and they all start fleeing. And uh, Roger uses this as his opportunity to reach into the machine and kind of like try to get Liz out of there and like break the machine, get her spirit safely out. Mm-hmm. And he does it and he pulls her out and he's like, Liz. And then she shows up like in a, like a cloud of ash and smoke. It looks yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And she's just like, like oh, it looks like her skin's just like smoldering. And she's like, Roger? And yeah. Like, she's like, <laughs> it's just like getting her bearings back in the reality. And then Roger's like, he looks like he's going super saiyan. He's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. it's like too much power. <laughs> and then Abe's like, dump it, dump it. And he's like, oh. All right. <laughs> yeah, and he does the Hulk smash into the ground. Yep. Right. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, and so all that energy that Liz had built up goes smashing into the army and takes them out, and it actually takes out the machines, too. Yep. We get our first look at like their whole bodies with like the, the glass for the head. It yeah, looks it's really an dope. awesome design. Yeah, and so all the machines are crashing, and the King of Fear is like, no, my machines, you've ruined it all. So the King of Fear, like all his machines, like crash down into the earth, and he is seemingly killed, but we haven't seen the last of the King of Fear. He falls into figure, the hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's he's chanting all the way to the end, and uh, Roger and Abe and Liz all just barely get out of there, like, hang on, like, yo, and they grab Johan, like, off the cliff, and they're like, pull him up. <laughs> Even though, like, he could have just speared it his way out of there. I was going to say, just build him a new suit. Yeah, he's got to have backups. 
Well, they yeah, he does. They talk about it in later volumes of the BPRD that he always brings it back up on missions. Oh, cool. It's, nice. it's a pretty cool idea, yeah, just to be prepared. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's cool because we see Kate. She's still at the helicopter up in the Ural Mountains outside that temple waiting for them, like checking her clock. She's like, where the hell are these guys? <laughs> and uh, she's sitting there and she gets a radio and she's like, oh, hey, Kate, they're back. We got a radio. And she's like, they're back. I don't yeah. see them. Where the hell are they? <laughs> I'm standing at the only hole. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they're in Scotland. <laughs> What? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, I mean, we see that like, Kate's like, it must be like days later, or 30, 36 hours later, yeah. it says, and they're flying into Scotland, they're like, what the hell happened? They're like, I don't know, I guess we just ended up here. Yeah, but they um, dug a hole the other side of the earth. Yeah, so I, I guess this part doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because I get that they, with, like the hollow earth, like they cut a shortcut to Scotland. But like, wouldn't that still be like a lot of ground to cover? Like, it seems like they were just running the whole time, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know really. I mean, it it maybe plays into the whole thing with maybe the Earth. You know, the on, is, in the core, you know, the veil of like the other dimension is so thin. Yeah, there's like a magical you could, you could explanation. Kind of, yeah, you could kind of weave in and it's out like portals or something. Yeah, yeah so like go, going in between one way and then coming back out, maybe you'd end up in a different tunnel in a different side of the Earth. Yeah, that could like, be it. I don't know. I don't know. That also happens in X Men and Days of, in the um, Dark Phoenix saga where they are start out in. Antarctica and end up like somewhere else in the world and I'm like how did they get that far <laughs> yeah like that must have been a hell of a walk oh yeah but uh but I'll, I'll go with it yeah we'll roll uh and and Liz is like waiting for backup she's like maybe I should get pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then yeah she's and she's reminiscing with Abe and I think Abe's just happy like he has an old friend back because he's yeah. just like all right like maybe I'll stay and she's like well thanks for coming back for me and it's mm. a, a nice little ending and Roger's like they're like hanging out in Scotland with like a herd of sheep and it's the funniest <laughs> battle Roger's like holding onto one giving him a big hug he's like I want to keep this one <laughs> <laughs> like no, don't let Roger keep the wild sheep. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> let him have a pet. She's gonna eat him. It's adorable. He's like, I want to keep the sheep. Right, so, I want a sheep. Yeah, let him have the whole herd. I say. Right, Roger. Roger's a good boy. He, and can, he, de- he can be a shepherd. He's a good boy, and he deserves a sheep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's Hollow Earth. It's kind of like a, it's like a three issue or four issue. It's kind of like an eighty page story. It's a nice little short yeah, to open a quick up, read. introduce you to these teams. Um, like we said, there is a backup issue where it kind of shows more of Johan's origin. But we kind of explained a lot of that. Like it shows like a little bit more of the Chengdu incident. Yep. Where uh, like the the idol explodes and causes the the like ripple through the the like paranormal world and he loses his body it's kind of just like a retelling of that with, yeah um, you, you get a cool detail. story with uh abe and like this other medium on like a boat in africa oh yeah that comes later as well yeah. like, i highly recommend reading it's all a cool of story. the short stories after this we're not going to talk about all of them there's also a lobster johnson story yeah in there. that one was great um but yeah we'll talk about more about lobster johnson next week actually when we talk about hellboy 2019 yeah i'm pumped for that um but yeah so this was the first introduction to bprd this is we talked about it last week a little bit, but BPRD is probably my favorite book of all time. Like this is, I love Hellboy, and it's my favorite thing. Like but, uh, as a whole, yeah. Like this book as a whole, like not this volume necessarily. I, I think it gets better, and how better many, as it goes. How many volumes are there in BPRD? Ooh, uh, a lot. Like twenty uh, something at least. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Damn. Well, because it starts out BPRD Plague of Frogs, and then there's BPRD Hell on Earth, uh, okay. which goes on even longer, and then there's BPRD. Uh, Pandemonium and the Devil You Know, which are like the, how the closing of the series, if you count those. Oh, so it's like they're just side one-offs. Yeah, I, there's a lot more BPRD issues than there are Hellboy. Okay. Hellboy is relatively readable pretty quick. Okay. Um, but BPRD is like the biggest chunk of the main story. That's where most of the main story happens, I would say. Hellboy gotcha. is a lot of like short stories and kind of like fairly contained. Okay. But BPRD is where like shit in the real world starts escalating in current day, like real, real events. Like what is, Hell, what is the Hellboy saga? Like that's the question BPRD answers. Gotcha. This 
volume was written by a team of writers, like including Mike Mignola, but the actual bulk of the series would be end up being written by John Arcudi. So he's like the real architect behind all the shit that I really love. But this okay. is like this sets it all up perfectly. Gotcha. So I I would highly recommend anyone doing the whole Hellboy reading order. Like there's some people who just read Hellboy, and I think that's just a mistake. It's a big mistake. Like BPRD is so woven into that whole story. I was gonna say like that just the whole the fact that there's more like that that much more in that universe like and the fact that this whole volume or this run or whatever didn't even have hellboy like right. just speaks even more to how like quality it is right it would be like if you only read wolverine and never read the x-men yeah exactly it, it'd be like you're missing like most of the story yep um so yeah i highly recommend this book uh you'll get a lot more lots more johan uh liz is like the the reason liz is one of my favorite characters is because of bprd and her whole arc and the whole like the whole thing i was gonna say does Varil keep coming up throughout it oh yeah that's huge there's there's a guy there's a whole story called sledgehammer 44 and there's a story in uh, lobster johnson where there's a guy who makes like an iron man suit out of Varil. oh he's like i don't know what powers it but it works (laughs) it's pretty cool yeah that's sick so yeah Varil comes up a lot if we ever talk about lobster johnson that'll come up in that okay um but yeah so that'll be bprd volume one where we're going to be talking about uh hellboy 2 and the golden army it's going to be the media section of this episode Uh, oh yeah the reason we chose this is because of Johann Krauss. He's also introduced in this movie. Um, we talked about Hellboy 1 last week, and that left off with pretty much just setting up the stage and introducing us to all of our characters, including one who thankfully got cut from this movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, this movie. Yeah, they even kind of send it off with a quick line from Liz where they're like in a fight and Liz is talking to Hellboy and she's like, well, you had Myers like sent to Antarctica. And she's yeah. like, well, thank God. <laughs> yeah, like both of us were collectively like, thank God he's not in this movie. Like, he like got- No one will miss him. His replacement was Johann Krauss. Exactly. Does it get any better than that? Right. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. So it's in it's 1954, and we can clearly tell that Hellboy's like not aging the same. He like looks like a weird kid. Yeah, with the biggest buck teeth ever, which yeah. is okay. Because like in in the comics by 1954, Hellboy's like a full grown adult. He ages like super fast, and he's like okay. already doing missions. But like I guess he ages like a normal kid in this, which is fine. I mean, you can skip years. Yeah. Um, but he, he does look weird. Um, but yeah. So we, he opens up with this animation that we talked about. He's talking to young Hellboy. We get Professor Broom again here, who yeah. is dead, but this is a flashback, so we get another John Hurt scene. Yeah, exactly. Um, he. Uh, uh, he's telling the story of the Golden Army, which is wholly original. Like this is a whole original like plot to this movie, the Golden Army and the elves and like all of this, the troll market. It's all new. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro did his usual like great world building for this movie. Yeah, and I, I liked that he did, did this take a lot because the last movie was original, but it was clearly based on Seed of Destruction. You know, oh yeah, it had Rasputin, it had the opening origin, it had the frogs, kind of. Yeah, like he still um, put his own twists on it, but yeah, right. But this one is like completely original. Like oh, there yeah. are no like, as far as I know, I might be missing a story or two, but I don't think there's elves. There's no elves like this, especially. There's no, no crown. There's no golden crown. There's no golden army. Um, this is all original. The troll market, like it, all the monster designs and shit, are, are pretty um, spot on to like the spirit of Hellboy, and like all of this seems like it could fit in like perfectly. Yeah. But that's kind of what I think. I think this is a good take for a Hellboy movie because I think that's one a really good way to do it. Like, take the lore for the characters, get those right. Like, Johan is still like Johan. Abe is still Abe. Yep. Hellboy is still Hellboy. Liz st- is still Liz. Like, they're all the same characters with the same backgrounds and origins, but you're telling new stories with them. Yeah, exactly. Which is a fun way to do it because that's uh, well, 
that's what every Hellboy or BPRD one-off story is. It's these characters showing up and doing something totally new. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always them like interacting. Like you're the vampire from uh, last week. Yeah, yeah. It's always something like completely out of like this new lore, some kind of anthology style. Yeah. So you can add like Guillermo del Toro could take the reins and add new lore. It's like a cool way to do it. Oh yeah. So I kind of wish that more creators would take that with comic book movies. Like take the characters and just tell a whole new thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can even add new characters. Like it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, it's basically a story of like the there was the this war between the elves and the humans. The elves created this uh, mechanical golden army with the help of the I think it was, they said the goblins. Yeah. Or was it trolls? No, it was the goblins. I looked okay. my notes. Oh yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, and so they made. This... I'm thinking of the troll market. Oh right. Yeah, they made the golden army, which is like this mechanical clockwork kind of steampunk looking, like sword wielding, uh, uh, chunky boy soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's like a legion of them, and they're like unbeatable. And he was going to use this to conquer the humans, but then they ended up like having a truce and breaking the crown into three parts. And the agreement was that no one would ever use the golden army, the crown to use the golden army as long as there was peace. Yeah, it, it was kind of like a, like a nuclear like football type deal where like not one person had the key. It was like a multiple amount of keys that put in right. one. And we're going to separate it. You get yeah. one, you get one. Yep. And so they agreed like the nations of elves and magical creatures will like reside to the forest and, the, and like the hidden places and we'll go do our thing and the humans can have the cities. Which had similar to, we were talking about when watching the movie, similar to The Witcher too. Little like, bit, kinda, yeah. Kind of giving the elves like a little bit of like land and then slowly pushing them out yeah the the troll markets are not the troll market necessarily but like the kingdom of elves is kind of like broccolon where they're like well you can have the forest but then they start cutting the forest down yeah exactly it's like well how much of the forest do we get yeah yeah um so it's the classic just like uh manifest destiny they just won't stop give them an inch they'll take a mile yep exactly um, but I like this because it's kind of like the lore they're telling. It's almost it seems very inspired by the kind of stuff we'll talk about next week, which is kind of like the the magical creatures and like the fairies of England, like these yep. old like folklore creatures. Yeah, kind of like underground type stuff. Right, like intelligent, like old creatures that are older than humans. Yeah, because in this, the elves like their whole like uh, commune or commune or whatever is in the sewers underground. Yep. So it's and they have like a like a secret door you got to go through. But when yep. they're up on the ground, they can like disguise themselves in glamours. It's yep. pretty cool take. Yeah, it's kind of like Harry Potter type steel. Uh, and we see uh, this elf guy in modern day. We, it's like this, uh, like a. It looks like a auction for like magical or like. Uh, I think it's magical or like paranormal items. Yeah, it it's seems like a like. cult like artifacts. Yeah, because the first thing we see the bidder selling is like this like uh, statue of this fertility goddess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he's selling this fertility goddess statue, and then this, we fi- and then we we only hear it in the background, but we get enough clues where the second piece is a piece from this golden crown we just yeah. heard about and we see like this elf dude kind of walking up slowly from the background and it's cool because he has a partner who's like basically this like gray like hulk looking dude with yeah, a mechanical yeah. hand that dude, can so pop out on a chain i was gonna tell you this i when i started the second volume i wonder if guillermo del toro got this because his henchman has this exact thing oh you were reading uh wake the devil yep okay with the extendo like punch arm yeah eric just showed me a page from wake the devil where uh, i remember this fight hellboy fights like a, a creature with like a an arm just like this where it's, it's like a fist same. that extends like a chain so yeah you're right yeah. that probably is inspired by that character yep uh, that's, so that, that, that's cool. a good call out yeah right um but yeah the, i like this guy his name is uh mr wink yeah. <laughs> and he, he doesn't really speak but he just like looks tough and like laughs at people yeah he's like a big goblin dude yeah and so uh and, and like he, we don't really know the nature of their relationship but like they're they're clearly like very good friends at least um, yeah they're just two rapscallions yeah but like when like later on when when mr wink dies he's like very broke up about it but we yeah. don't ever like know what their history is but <laughs> no. I'm, I'm interested to hear what that is yeah but like, he, he breaks into the bid and he's like i'll be taking that please yeah and, mr., and he's like mr wink and he shoots his, his fist 
out. He's like, kaboom. <laughs> and uh, he brings in these like two like briefcases of like a, like a locked metal box. Yeah, it's all like weird designs. Yeah, and he's like, well, I think I'll be taking that golden piece. Like, I think you guys have had enough of this. Yeah. And he like latches this like weird creature onto the bid host. Yeah. Like that like sucks on his face yeah, and starts growing it's like eyes. Yeah, a face hugger. Yeah, oh, it's gross. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, and then the guy's like, um, oh, you guys have forgotten about us. Like, you don't even believe we exist anymore. Like, we yep. made a pact, but you don't even remember the terms. Yep. Like, how about I remind you, like, how you once feared the dark, and he lets loose these, like, little, like, uh, flying, like, multi, like, four-legged, uh, spiky... They look like sprites, or, like, wooden imps. Yeah, they're, like, little imps that, like, are, are little chewy. They like to yeah, chew. Like, Chews. Oh, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Chews. Yeah, like, I don't, they don't even have eyes. They're just, like, their heads just have big mouths. Yeah, and so they, they, they just, like, they're, like, a swarm of, like, bugs. Like, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, that, that will, like, eat you in seconds. Yeah, they're, like, and, scar- flying scarabs. Yeah, and they'll, they'll just, like, latch onto you and, like, chew you to bones in yeah. seconds. It's scary as shit. Oh, yeah. And so he goes in, and he obviously gets this piece of the golden crown. And uh, that's when we finally get to meet Hellboy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of late into the movie, but uh, we see like Abe walking up with uh, uh, Manning, who um, and they're like walking yeah, they through bring the tunnel. that dick back. Yeah, Manning <laughs> is still an asshole in this movie. Yeah. It does not get any better. Nope. Um, I, I, we were even watching it. I'm like, why couldn't they just have Kate in this movie? Right. Like that would have been such a relief. Exactly. Like maybe it was coming in the third movie, but we'll yeah. talk about it several times. I'm sure as we're we talk about this, it. but we're never getting that movie. <laughs> So many times in this movie, there are so many promising things like, oh, man, this would have been awesome in the next one. Um, but yeah, he's uh, we see Hellboy like the the door on his like vault room like blows open. Yeah. And like they clearly him and Liz are like fighting. And he's like, oh, boy, like you better back off. Like this is going to be bad. Yeah. And like that's kind of like they're having like a conflict like this whole movie. They're like fighting and Hellboy's like trying to figure out why because he's like a Fred Flintstone. Like he's an asshole. He's like, I don't get why she doesn't like me. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Yeah, we even get like the, oh, I can't even find my toothbrush in this place. And then it's in the freaking like can of, t- of cat How food. does that happen? I, it's, I don't know. <laughs> but then at the same time, it's like, why are they living together in this same like cramped little apartment? And in- Manning can't get them like a maid if that's the big problem. Like Hellboy should get what he wants, I think. <laughs> right? I don't know if they show in this movie, but I remember the first movie, like Abe Sapien has like a huge room and like an aquarium. Like in a library? It's like a library. Yeah, it's like Hellboy. <laughs> Is stuck he cleaning in- that himself? Yeah, like Hellboy and Liz are like stuck in a closet. We see Abe like vacuuming he's like i have to clean it myself nobody <laughs> we don't have custodians here i'm like i'm sure you surely do yeah it's ridiculous uh but liz i love liz in this movie like especially her design like she gets oh, yeah. the cross yeah she finally gets from the comics like that's a big part of her costume design in the comics yeah they even have it like glow like like molten red when she burns yep. too. oh it looks because like I, I finally like look at her i'm like oh that's liz sherman like at a glance i would be like yep that's her yeah like, she I'll, had I'll, like an actual substantial just that one touch the necklace is such a good touch i love that they added that yeah it pops Yep, and uh, they're all like lining up, and uh, they have to go on this mission to investigate. The alarm goes off, and Hellboy's like, "Well, I guess we don't have to argue now because he's a dick." (laughs) He's like, like, "Oh, we have to go on a mission." Yeah, they go to this mission, and Manning's like, "Hellboy, listen, I keep getting these pictures of you. (laughs) They keep capturing on you on on film. Like, you gotta be subtle." Yeah, and he's like, "Look, this one, this picture, like you're posing for this one. You're not even trying." (laughs) He's like giving like a peace sign. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love that. (laughs) And he's like, "You gotta do better." He's like, "All right, no, trust me. I'll be like a ghost." Yeah, so then he taunts him with Cuban cigars. Yep, because that's like the one thing they connect over is like yeah. smoking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, it's something. Yeah. He's like, all right, listen, I have these Cubans. Like, these are illegal. You, you can't get these. Right. If you, if, you're, if you do this, if you do the thing I want, 
I'll let you have these. Yeah, there's a whole box. And they get to this auction, and it's just like a massacre, because these things have just eaten everything they can. Yeah. Because these things eat bone. Yeah, yeah. So they, they walk in, and they're like, they don't even see bodies. They're just like, what happened here? Yeah, there's like just a, gore everywhere. Yeah, and they just smell. They're like, this smells like bad. <laughs> and they're walking around like, well, if everyone's dead, where are the bodies? And like they look down like, oh, we're walking on it. Like yep. These animals eat like shit as fast as they eat. Yep. And so this is all just like... Human uh, digested uh, tooth fairy poo. Yep. Because we find out that these creatures are called tooth fairies. Like, they're like ancient lore. It's like where the lore of the tooth fairy apparently comes from. Did they from actually this... say that? Yeah, he says, like, it's the tooth fairy. Like, oh. it comes from, like, or, or as they used to call it. The okay. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Gotcha. I forgot what the original name was. Interesting. Um, but they're like these little tiny beasts that go around and they eat bones. And that's mm-hmm. why they were called the tooth fairies is because they'll go and eat your that teeth. Make, that makes sense. Yep. And, and Abe even says they go for the teeth first because oh, it's God. got the most calcium. They feed oh. on calcium. Inter- I want, there's no way teeth have the most calcium that's what i don't know what that's what they say actually it probably bones in general it probably does because it like actually comes in contact Well, it's probably like bones in general and that's the easiest bone to get to first that's where they start yeah Yeah. and then they go in they crawl in and eat all the other bones uh, yeah yep oh god yep now you're picturing it because that means they're going in throat first oh yeah you gotta get those bones (laughs) oh yeah uh, and when they, it was funny when we're watching the movie when they go into the building like we like there's the two people who go with them and we were like oh those are the two random unnamed guys those guys are definitely gonna die those guys are getting their bones eaten yep and that's exactly what happened they're the guys who get swarmed like no blah, 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 yeah, blah. They, they get like the super brutal death just like wah, wah. right and it's like Liz is just like well they, I'm the fire girl so I'm fine like, yeah and I don't know how Abe doesn't get swarmed. He well, it's weird because like he has moments where like some get on his arm and he just starts like batting him away, and then he ends up like crawling into like a right. How is it just the humans who get swarmed? I get how Liz is safe, and I get how Hellboy is safe. Well, maybe they don't like fish bones. Yeah, I guess maybe. I mean, mean, fish bones aren't as dense as human bones, so yeah. I mean, there might be something to like the why they don't want to eat Abe. I mean, the the movie's never got a chance to really go into his origins, which is fair. I mean, Guillermo del Toro maybe never wanted to because Abe is a character for a long time who was meant to be mysterious. Okay, um, so he could take on with that take. Um, yeah. But there are actually moments in this, we'll talk about one later, where they subtly, I, I don't even know yeah. if they do for sure, but they very subtly hint at like, lore for Abe, but yeah, they don't like, talk it, about it a it lot. It might not even be like on purpose, it could just be it, coincidental. It could be, but it's interesting nonetheless. Um, but the the only way they're going to get out of here, and we kept screaming it the whole time, is like, Liz, like this is a yeah. swarm. You're not going to like, you're not going to shoot them. Like, Liz is the yeah. how you answer they're this. They're literally like in this room, like shooting these things with a pistol. It's yeah. like if you're if you're gonna use a gun, at least a shotgun for a swarm of things. And like the characters think of the right idea. I think it's just the editing makes it seem like it took them way too long to think of it. Definitely. Because like there's this vault upstairs, and they're like, all right, let's all run for the vault, and then have Liz like go supernova. Yeah, and Liz and Hellboy are good in fire. Like Abe and random two human guys. Let's go. Yeah, get in the vault. They and don't the, make it. Yeah, they don't make <laughs> it. But Abe gets in the vault, and then Liz is able to go super saiyan, and like Nova is all of the tooth fairies and kills him. Yep. Which unfortunately blows Hellboy out the window. Yeah, right onto a car around a crowd of people. Yep. Because there's, there's a crowd around this building, like because this is like a high end like bidding that it was a massacre. So there's police and people, and yeah, like, the like word has gotten out. Super fancy museum, yeah. right? So word's gotten out at this point, and Manning's out there being like, "No, this yeah, is normal. There's nothing happening." God knows that what's always news is when something happens to really rich and important people, right? And then all of a sudden, people care. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so Manning's out here like, "No, I'm sorry, the rich white people died. Like, we'll, we'll answer. Trust me. What a tragedy." <laughs> 
Um, and so like Hellboy goes flying out and like lands on the car, and then Manning's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> well, at least I get to keep my Cubans. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> and and Hellboy st- like because uh, two of the tooth fairies go free, and Hellboy gets this like dramatic stand up where he shoots him, and he's like, "I'm Hellboy." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Hellboy, Hellboy!" And he's Holy like, "Holy no. shit!" Like, I'll I'll be taking any questions. Yeah, yeah. And so he kind of like he's like accepted. It. He's like, I'm, my, "I'm my perfect Sunday." <laughs> yeah, he, he looks at Manning. He's like, "Guess we're out." Yep. <laughs> and so like he's taking questions at that point. So Manning's like, I'm ruined. You've ruined me. Yep. Uh, but that's where like we get our introduction to our new character because that's where Manning comes in. Yeah, the suit from Washington comes in. Yeah, because he says like, all right, well, like th- they don't like the squad we have together. They think like we're off the like they need someone who they think like has like their backs and like will follow the rules. Yeah. Like he's got to be like up. To, he's got to be like a paranormal investigator, but he's got to be like someone who will actually listen to us because you three are not cutting it. Yeah. Uh, and so they bring him in and like they're all waiting around the elevator and Manning's like, remember you brought this on yourself. Like he's gonna be like working closely with you and he's gonna be my eyes and ears mm. and like we meet him and it's like Johan Krauss and he's walking out with his suit it's like a scuba diver suit yeah I love the sounds it makes when he walks too he's like clunk, clunk, yeah, clunk. it's like really steampunk yep and uh it's uh Johan Krauss and he's played by uh Seth MacFarlane surprisingly yeah he but, kills it I don't care he's not bad <laughs> yeah I mean it would have been interesting for them to get like an actual like uh guy who like does a real german accent but this is fine like i don't think it's bad i think i think he's got a good german accent i guess german uh, accents aren't that hard to do maybe i i guess if, I'd, I'd like to hear a german's opinion on that though uh, but he walks in and like i'm already at, like it was cool because the last time he'd seen this movie was like in high school and i was nowhere near reading hellboy so like going back and watching it for this is only the second time i'd seen it like that knowing yeah, like reading all of hellboy and like johan Krauss is like one of my favorite characters in the whole hellboy universe it's mm-hmm. so, like this introduction i was like hyped this time hell yeah and so like they like walk him in and like his powers work visually like exactly like in the comics yeah visually in this movie it looks great yeah because he like is able to pop open his finger and like the spirit comes out which he's able to use instantly very usefully because they have one of the bodies of the tooth fairies that they had mm. and he uses like the spirit to like it's like just like he did in uh the volume that we yeah, just talked about it's like in, the same thing yep in hollow earth because he reanimated the the stone man mm-hmm. and uh and this he reanimates the goblin to kind of tell him like what happened and where he's going and what the plan is yep and uh, so that's what he does. That's where we get like their exposition of what their plan is going to be. Like, oh, we got to go to the troll market. Like, there's something with the elves that's going on. Like, mm. something hap- something's happening here. And there's one little moment in this scene that I like a lot too, because like Johan, like even like he says like, oh, this poor creature, like he was helpless in all of this. Like he was just boxed into this little crate and yeah. let loose, like like starved. Yep. So like these creatures didn't do anything wrong. Like I like that because Johan is like one of his like biggest traits. He's just like a compassionate dude. Like mm-hmm. he because he has to. Like he feels like all this energy around. Like, he's like he feels everything. Like. Oh, yeah. He's got, like, so much empathy. Yep. So, like, I love that he's, like, got compassion for, like, even these, like, little creatures. He's, like, these are just, like, these animals were just tortured and used for sport. Yeah, it's a really cool, like, character trait. Yep. I like that a lot. Um, Johan in this movie, they talk about, it's almost like Abe. They don't talk about his origins, like, at all. No. They talk about the containment suit. They were, like, yeah, he was all ectoplasmum. They had to build him this suit or else he would just, like, walk free. Mm-hmm. And, like, but they don't talk about why he's an ectoplasm man. Which yeah, you don't never. have to. Like, a lot of Hellboy is just, like, these, this guy exists. He's, it's weird. Get used to it yeah exactly yeah so like that's fine but it would have been cool for us to get the story of like because you never really get an explanation for abe either right and i think you talked about it too but like it seems like johan at least with the take they were going with so far is he's not like a super like a paranormal like he's not like a ghost expert yeah he seems more like a science guy yeah definitely Um, it's more the science angle because in bprd and in the hellboy comics like he's he's a medium like that's what he was first yeah now he's an agent now he's kind of like a jack of all trades but he started out as just a normal guy he was a medium he was a ghost expert yeah exactly um, but that's like clearly in this, he's like a lot more than that. And what's qu- interesting too is they say he can possess not only creatures, but machines, but machines yeah. and anything really. Like he can use it 
like a like a hand, like a yeah. lever. Which like by one like gripe with his care, the one scene I that bugged me was the scene with him and Hellboy in the locker room where he's oh, just like, like con- fighting. He's like controlling the lockers to like slam him in the face. I don't mind it. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. It's like but giving it's him like, some teeth. I like it. But it's like okay, if the example we're gonna get of him controlling machines are like a, some lockers. Like it's a little underwhelming. Well, we get a really good example of it later. Too. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of them. Oh yeah, that's I forgot about that. Yep. Um. But yeah, so Johan is uh, we, that, that's just a good scene to show show us he's not just a fragile like you know tube walking around yeah it's actually kind of they do that really funny because him and uh abe and or uh johan and hellboy are like in a fight and hellboy just bombs him right on the glass and it like the go or the gas just like escapes and his bike body suit's just like oh and hellboy's like like, oh shit did i kill him he's like buddy you all right he's just like "Eh, whatever didn't mean to hit you that hard bud (laughs) (laughs) and then of course he takes like 80 lockers to the face yep because that's right after johan says like i think i can take you (laughs) yeah it's hilarious he's like i know i could take you yeah i love that it's like oh johan (laughs) right all right. <laughs> uh, but they get the, the they use the tooth fairy to get their first tip uh, as to where to go. And this is uh, from here on out. It's just like really cool monster designs. Like oh, it's yeah. like thrown at you on onslaught. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't get enough. Of it. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Look at that thing. Look at that thing. Holy right. shit. They only showed that one for a second. Because <laughs> uh, like I had a whole thread on Twitter of just like uh, I only posted a few. I might post some more on there. But like of different uh, monster designs or I guess they're just like they're sentient creatures are just like weird like uh elder creatures of the earth yeah like walking around it's like a troll market where they're just like walking around it looks like c2e2 yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it looks like comic-con like, like a lot of cosplays yeah, everyone's walking around going to different booths shoulder to shoulder yeah. spreading different diseases <laughs> <laughs> so they're walking around here but the way they get into the troll market's cool too because um, oh, yeah. this is like a really good bprd moment where they like find this like old lady and they know she's a troll like they've yep. been keeping tabs on her already which is a cool take yeah yeah johan gives them like these weird ghosts like science glasses that lets them see through like the veil of their illusion yep and they even know like well you don't know like these creatures like of course yeah, cl- classic uh, folklore says they're afraid of canaries yeah, they yeah. have like a canary in like a little bird cage like yeah. Tweety Bird <laughs> and they're like well alright we're bringing the canary I guess yep and so they go up to her like with these like old school like clockwork glasses that let them see like uh, magical creatures yep and it's we get like a good example of it because Abe's using them and he sees Hellboy like with the horns and the golden flaming yeah, crown yeah that's really cool yep we see him as like Anu and Rama with, with the glasses mm-hmm uh, but he and he's like what do you see Abe like what's going on he's like oh nothing nothing <laughs> and they go up to the troll lady and they're like oh we see you like and she's like about to eat a cat too. yeah Hellboy starts freaking out I was like we gotta go now she's gonna eat that cat yeah my pound or my cat pounce was sitting on the couch he was like turn it off yeah, turn he, it off he was very afraid yeah he had to turn away <laughs> uh, but they stop the the troll from eating the cat and they use the canary to like blackmail her into letting him into the troll market mm-hmm. and they're basically gonna go in there to kind of just they don't really have a good lead they're just going in there to ask questions be yeah, like do you know anything tell. you know anything about a golden crown being stolen yeah and uh hellboy's way to do this is basically just to go in and start punching people yeah it's a bit brutish it, yeah it's not great because <laughs> he goes in he's like uh what do you do you know anything he's like i don't know anything yeah, oh, dude, yeah? dude's clearly just like frightened right it's like a guy there with like what looks like his little son yeah yeah although we find out later it's a sentient tumor yeah it's like a tumor it's creepy as shit. a tumor baby yeah it's creepy <laughs> it's really creepy uh and because the kid like the tumor has like a personality too he's like i don't want to talk to this man i know it's oh it's and weird. he like listens to it it's like oh it's weird i hate it oh uh, yeah he goes around he's like you're gonna talk now and just starts punching people <laughs> and johan's like this is not the way we conduct our investigations he's like jesus man <laughs> i am while this is all happening abe's kind of going through and doing his own investigating and abe's kind of the one who figures everything out yeah uh abe actually meets up with uh princess nuana who is the the sister the twin sister yeah. of the prince who we've been talking about prince nuana yeah so very close names <laughs> one um, letter yeah and so she uh she actually meets abe in this library she's like meeting with uh, another 
very cool design. Yeah. It's like this castle m- head. Yeah, this man who has like a looks like a granite castle like built into his head, and he doesn't have a mouth, so he just like speaks like telepathically. It mm-hmm. seems like you just like hear his voice off screen. Yep, it's very cool. And she's like getting information from, him, and that's where she meets up with Liz. Mm-hmm. Or I'm uh, sorry, not Liz. Or Abe. Abe yeah. yeah, Liz is in the car, just like keeping notes because I don't think she would have blended in here very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the troll market, looking. yeah, not 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 monstery enough. Yeah, she she would have had to put on her cosplay. Yeah, it's like from the from the comics. It's like part of that. She's not the monster squad, right? So uh, Abe meets up with uh, Nuana, who kind of like tells she's like the one who tells him like because she, uh, she Abe can kind of sense like uh, he he has that psychic power we talked about. Yeah, where he can kind of sense things. Yeah, so they're able to kind of get like some kind of connection here, and she even makes like some kind of like comment that I talked about earlier that I thought was really interesting where. Uh, like she says, like, what is your name? And, and he's like, Abraham Sapien. And she has an, a really interesting line that I thought where she says, no, there is no such name. Yeah. And then he doesn't really comment on it. He's just like, oh, I'm from the, and then she says the, the Bar- Bureau of Paranormal Research. And yeah, they yeah. just keep going. They just keep talking. Yeah. But, Cause he, I think he makes a comment like, it's like, yeah, I know it's a bad name or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. They, they just brush past it. But I, I wish, I wish she would have said something more like, oh, I know your real name yeah, or yeah. something. Like, I don't want to talk about it, but I, yeah, it's going to be a spoiler but for me. For those who have read Hellboy, like that, that's a cool moment. I think where it's like, what does she know that she's not telling him? Yeah. She t- changes the subject too. So she's like, oh, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe yeah, I yeah. just shouldn't tell him. And we'll never know. Yep. So it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool uh, little scene I like there, which uh, Guillermo del Toro may not have even done that intentionally, but if he did, I really like that. Oh, yeah. And even if he didn't, it worked out. Uh, but Hellboy meets up with Mr. Wink. He actually tracks him down here, and they have, like, and these two seemed like they were made to fight. Like, oh, that, yeah. that's what happened in that uh, that panel you showed me from uh, Wake the Devil. Yeah, it's, it's like, like big fist boys. Yeah, they, they gotta <laughs> fight. They, of course, when they're fighting, they have to go fist to fist. Too. Yeah, we get the classic slow mo, like, uh, punch, boom. Punch, like, yep. and it just cracks his, like, metal hand. Yep, exactly. But Hellboy's able to take him out. You know, Hellboy's always, if they're, you're going, like, the punchy battle, if you're going with Five Finger Mary, he's going to come out on top. Oh, yeah. Your metal hand isn't going to beat the freaking... Right hand of doom. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He actually... And Hellboy's like going to let him live. He's like, you want to surrender? Like, we had a good fight. Like, that can be it. Yeah. And he's like, no. Like, I'm taking you out. Like, you knocked out my tooth. Yep. And he goes and he goes to, like, shoot him with the mechanical fist. And Hellboy's like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. And then yep. Hellboy just sidesteps it. And the fist gets caught in, like, this grinder, like, this meat grinder. Yeah, it's just like a gear. Yep. And then drags him in. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, I told you I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and so. Uh, uh, Technically and, not murder. I guess. <laughs> he didn't save him either. Oh, no. But I mean, if he, he would have cut his arm off, he would have just gone back to trying to kill him. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, but then these little creatures who see this happen, like, go back to Nuana or go, Nuala or whatever the hell his name is. Nuada. Nuada. Yeah. Nuada. <laughs> um, the, the prince boy. Mr. Prince. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he's down there. And he hears about Mr. Wink dying, and he's, like, pretty broke up about it. He's like, what? Like, yeah. Mr. Wink was like my only friend in this. Well, it was probably a little bit of like, holy shit! Like, who the hell could have beat that guy? That's that's probably part yeah. of it too. I probably don't know, a mix. I don't know how much he knows that about Hellboy being on his trail yet. True, yeah. Or even if he knows who Hellboy is yet. Yeah. Um, but like uh, he like and this is right off the heels of like him killing his dad too. So it's like this is the only person I know yeah. who's like even connected to this. Yeah, he's like the only one left who like doesn't think I'm a traitorous piece of shit. Exactly. Yeah. And Mr. Wink was the only one who teamed up with him against the elves. Yeah. He doesn't probably give a shit. Like even my twin sister hates me now. Yep. And so, like, Abe is able to rescue his twin sister and get her out of there, and they're able to leave the troll market. They're like, oh, I think we figured out what we need. Like, we got her, and she, like, she's his twin. Like, she feels what he feels. They have the same pain. Like, she's our connection. She's yeah. our in. And so they try to get 
get her out of the troll market, but he catches up with her, and he's like, oh, like, A2? Like, you're going with them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm stopping you, like, whatever it takes. And he takes out this little bean yeah, and drops cool it, and, and Hellboy's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and then she's like, no, don't do it, brother. But, like, she is, like, way too late to tell him what I know, it he's is. like, don't let it touch the water. As it's about to go into the water. She <laughs> yeah. had, like, a good 45 seconds. <laughs> Long time. Yeah, and so it, this is a really cool part, because it grows like a giant beanstalk. Yep. It's like Jack and the Giant Beanstalk. Yeah. And it grows into this, like, plant elemental with, like, this, like, cool head. It's, like, literally, like, a plant, like, kaiju. Yeah, it's like a bell head. Yup, and then Hellboy's gotta, like, go and fight it, and like, I think Liz, like, th- thinks about trying to kill it, but it's, like, way too, like, she's, like, in the middle of a crowded city. Like, yeah. they get out of this with no casualties, so I think it's, like, try to keep, like, the building integrity together. Yeah, exactly. Let's not burn up the whole city. Yeah. So it's Hellboy's job. He's like, well, if we're doing this job, I need Big Baby. <laughs> now, what, what what is Big Baby? Yeah, and he grabs this like uh like revolving like uh, grenade launcher. Yeah, it's like a huge revolver that shoots grenades. Yep, and he he grabs it, and they get, while he's running to where he needs to go, he ends up having to save this little baby too out yeah. of his car. Yeah, he like just wraps him up in his tail, and he's like jumping from like car to car. Yep, I love that because then he has like he's stuck, like, he has to go, he can't waste yep. any time, but he can't drop the baby, either, <laughs> yeah. so he has to take the baby and climb up the building with the freaking baby. Yep, and like. It sets him up for this perfect line too, where he like he has to reload, and he's like, "Hold on, little kid." And he yeah. tosses the kid in the air <laughs> and reloads the gun and catches him. He's like, and like he almost like winks at the kid. He's like, "Dink." Yeah, and then, then the baby's like awake. He's like, "You woke the baby." Yeah, oh my god, that's <laughs> such a cool line. Like that, yeah. that should be like a classic action movie line because it's right. got like the double meaning too. Yeah, he's got the grenade launcher. Yeah, so he's like, "You woke the baby." <laughs> he shoots big baby. Yeah, and he woke the baby. Yep, it's, it's such a good uh, line. It's that's like an old western. Like, I, I like I'm rewatching this. I'm like. This movie holds up so fucking well. Like this right. is awesome. So dope. And like as he's like a, but there's a cool part too. Like right where he's about to, sh- uh, like to shoot it for the kill shot. Yeah. Where the prince shows up and he kind of like gives Hellboy like w- his like inner like turmoil. He's mm. like, well, you're, why are you killing this thing? Like this he's is like, the last of its kind. Yeah, it's a dying breed. Right. Yeah. This is like one of the last elementals on Earth, and like you're just gonna kill this thing and it'll be dead. Like we're all dying. Like all the magical creatures are going away, and you're one of us. Like, yeah, you like, should be on our side. It's like what's gonna happen when you've gotten rid of the, all the monsters and you're the only one left. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think they're going to come for Anungun Rama, like, yep. the, like the prince who's promised to destroy the world? Like, you don't <laughs> yeah. think they're going to go for him? Yeah, like you're like you're going to have your like welcome worn out. Um, So it's kind of, and like he does end up killing the elemental, but you can tell like he's walking through like the rubble being like, am I doing the right thing? Like, is this what, like, do I want to be the guy with the gun? Uh, but yeah, this is kind of like our middle break in the movie, which they do pretty well because Hellboy, Hellboy and Abe like get drunk together, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And they start singing like because uh, Abe is like in love with this princess too. They like ha- have a couple moments where they're like building chemistry. So He's yeah. like listening to love songs. And yeah. Hellboy, Hellboy's like drunk and like is looking for a drinking buddy and walks in. He's like, "What are you listening to?" He's like, "Dude, you love the princess." It's like, "No, I don't." <laughs> like, yeah, you do, you nerd. <laughs> and so he gets drunk with Abe, and they're like singing together. It's a really fun scene. I yeah. like it a lot. And like even like Johan's like in the basement, like keep it down. <laughs> And there's even, like, while they're sitting there drunk, there's even, like, a, a a moment, too, that was, like, really sad, too, where the Hellboy's, like, talking to Abe. Like, they're silent for a moment. He's like, you know, I wish Father was here. Like, he'd yeah. know what to do. And I was yeah. like, oh. Right. Like, like, he misses Broom. Like, um, oh, that's, that's, that's deep. That's painful. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. And Abe's just like, yeah, yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. And so they're getting drunk, but this is also, like, their, uh, like, their moment of weakness yeah this bad is where, timing yep this is uh like we see like outside the bprd like uh the prince like sharpening his sword and he's like all right let's move in mm. and like he's able to like pretty much just break his way right into the library like this bprd headquarters is like nothing to him yeah he's he's got to have some kind of like teleport powers or something because in that in the 
uh, the kaiju scene too. Like he just gets on top of that building by Hellboy. That's true. Like yeah, he just shows up there. Yeah, yeah we like, don't see him teleport really ever. Yeah, he's but he, very fleet of foot. But yeah, but he can. He knows his way around, I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, he literally like has a duel with Hellboy at this point. Hellboy's like drunk, so he's a little bit at, yeah uh, disadvantage. <laughs> but like uh, he, he draws this like a magical sword, and he's like, "This is my weapon. What what weapon will you choose?" And he's like, Five Finger Mary." <laughs> he, like, gets his fist together. He's still like stumbling. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's hilarious. And so he like he he actually does pretty well though, even for. Oh, drunk yeah. Hellboy, like yeah, he's, he's got a drunk, a drunken, uh, like bar, like fight spirit into him. Yeah, I got that drunk confidence. Yep. Uh, but he, he goes toe to toe with him, but he actually does get stabbed with the point of the spear, which sticks into his heart. Yeah. And he has a line too. He's like, "You've probably wondered many times, like, am I mortal?" He's like, "Well, let this answer your question." Mm-hmm. And like lays him to bleed out on the floor. Yep. And Hellboy's like, "Wait, this isn't supposed to happen." Yeah. And Liz shows up at the last second. She's like, "No, holy shit! Like, what? <laughs> what have you done?" Right. And he he uh, grabs the princess and he's like, no, she's coming with me. And if you if you want Hellboy to live or if you want her to live, like you'll bring me the piece of the golden crown that my sister's hiding. Like yeah, yeah. I need you. Like she hid it in like a book in the library. Yep. So and so this is, but at the same time, this is kind of like an empty threat because if is. he kills her, well, I mean Hellboy is a threat. Yeah. But with her, I mean he. We've talked about it before, but any damage done to him or damage done to her is applied vice versa. Yep. Like if you cut off her hand, you, his hand falls off. Yep. Like you know, like for example. So like if he's threatening to kill her as his uh gambling chip that's a bad gambling chip yeah it's a pretty big like, bluff it's like i don't believe you <laughs> like you'll die then your whole plan is ruined you're basically holding yourself hostage yeah exactly like yeah. if you kill yourself we win like, yeah that's a bad <laughs> bad plan uh so they had like hellboys like on like a hospital bed and they're like how is this thing like hurting him like we don't understand like yeah. it's, a, it's a magical tip spear of some kind yeah because they realized like the more they try to pull it out that like this somehow the metal extends closer to his heart right and so like the prince told him where to go if they want to meet so they're like meet me here if you want him to live mm. and so uh like the bprd has locked him down like they're telling him not to leave but they're like fuck it we're breaking out of here no matter what yep and so they have to like break out and they're like getting a jet ready and yeah this is where like you expect johan to come in and be like well no you must follow the rules yeah he comes up he's like well well what do we have here it's like oh here comes the howl monitor right because i was almost disappointed in him at first because when they're talking about what they should do with the prince oh yeah like, manning of course is like you know he's a government guy he's like no we don't negotiate with terrorists hellboy dies yeah like whoa man that's cold <laughs> as shit right and, and johan's like well if you look at like if you look at it like from that perspective like what are we gonna do like raise the golden army and, and i'm like johan i'm like a little disappointed than you like right. you gotta look for a different solution right um but then he comes around like he, uh, this is a and this scene is interesting because it's almost like a hint to like something it seems like guillermo del toro was gonna build on yeah like johan has this like little pouch or something which yeah. has his, his wife's ring in it like a wedding ring yeah and it's like has sentimental value value to him but we don't really know that story at all yeah i mean it's obviously like his last memento of like his when he has still had a physical body, right? Like but his what was is that? What was that life like? Exactly. I want to know. Like we'll never know, right? And that was clearly the setup to be like, "Ooh, that's a question." Like, will that be answered? Yep. Join like, us oh, in four years yeah. for the, the prequel. <laughs> nope, not happening. Wait till twenty nineteen, where you'll get a very bad reboot. <laughs> nope. Uh, so that's where I'm like, oh, like is that like at first I thought it was like a magical charm of some kind, oh, but yeah. like the ring is interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for people who know Johan's origins, I think that's an interesting question too. Is like because that might not necessarily be like his ring. Which I, uh, people who know Johan's origins pretty detailed, that might be an interesting question to pose to yourself. But okay, it might not be like his or like his wife's ring. It might be like another woman he knows. But oh, okay. It, it might be. There's an interesting story there. I'm, I'm wondering where he yeah, was going to go with that. Because my first guess was like, oh, it's his old wife's ring. I think like, that's whatever. what he was going with. But if you if we're looking at the comic, I think there's interesting questions to ask there. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, he's gonna join the team. He's like, we fly out there, and they find like this, like they go out, and there's like this golem guy in a cart who kind of <laughs> looks like uh, Balgram from uh, Morrowind. For anyone who's played that, oh, he's like yeah, the yeah. last surviving dwarf in like a mechanical wheelchair. He looks kind of like that. Okay. And he's like riding around around in a wagon with no legs, and he's like, "Oh, you want in? You have to pay a toll. Like, I want something. Pay like, the troll toll. Right. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and they like, go, "Well, what do you have? Like, that's worth value." And they're like, "Well, I don't know. I have binoculars." And he's like, "I have those. Don't. I don't want them." Yeah. It's like, "Ooh, but that shiny thing in Hellboy, like that looks pretty good." Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, if you can get it out, you can have it. Like, we don't want it. It's keeping him alive, though. Yep. He's like, well, come with me. I got an idea. Say, like, I know a girl. And he, he takes him to this, like, oh, I love this creature he takes him to. Like, she looks awesome. Yeah, it's it it it's very uh, similar to, like, some Pan's Labyrinth monsters. Because, like, yep. it, I can't remember its name, but there's a monster who's, like, it's just, like, a bunch of skin, and he doesn't have eyes, and his eyes are in his palm of his hands. Oh, okay. And, like, this monster. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, this monster, like, a huge, like, it's almost like a half-moon, like, hammerhead shark, like, just... Like faceplate, with no eyes, and then we'll know the eyes well, on right. her wings. No yeah. eyes on his face, yeah, on yeah. face. Yeah, but then no all eyes. the eyes pop up on her wings, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, so yeah, it's very Guillermo del Toro. And so, like, he takes her to him, and she's the one who can like take out the thing safely. Yeah. Um, and she, I, I have lots of questions about this character because she knows a lot about. Yeah, she everything. seems like she's kind of like. Like, like a seer like an, of like some an oracle, yeah, or like yeah, some kind of soothsayer. because she she even knows Hellboy, like mm-hmm. she knows him as a new Rama, which I'm like, oh, interesting. Like a lot. Didn't she know Liz too? Yeah, she yeah. mentions Liz. She's like, oh, Liz, like I know you, and I'm yeah. like, well, what do you know about her? Yes. Tell me. Yeah, she doesn't go into it a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, but it's interesting because she even has like a little painting of baby, uh, baby Hellboy. Hellboy yeah. yeah, and like she's like, oh, you don't know a Rama? He's the destroyer. Do you really want me to save him, knowing that he's the prince of destruction? Yeah. Like, and uh, she has a uh, she repeats Rasputin's line almost where she says like what he does is inevitable it cannot be stopped you still oh, want me to raise him yep and like that's what they everyone keeps saying like uh like uh rasputin said it they said it in the last movie uh and now she's saying it like what 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 happens now is inevitable i think that's a really cool line mm-hmm. um and so and she's like well and liz is like well of course like we're bringing him back i don't give a shit what you say <laughs> yeah. she's like, all right <laughs> you're not fine. changing my mind and so the troll guy gets his little chip he's like Hang, all right it's we're like, out hey, of here. shiny yep he's like i got what i wanted and so she lets him into the basement where the Golden Army is being held, and that's where they're going to meet up with the prince and pay this ransom. Yep. Uh, give him the Golden Crown. Well, they're, they're, their plan isn't to give him the Golden Crown. They didn't even leave with it. They were yeah. just going to get Hellboy and go and save the princess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but when they show up to meet the prince, Abe, oh, he pulls such a dumb move. I know. He, like, throws him the crown. He's like, no, he's going to kill her. I'll I'll save it. Yeah. It's like, we talked about this. <laughs> right. Dude. Abe, this is the worst bluff of all time. You got to call this. I understand you love her, and I think you do stupid things for love. Yeah, but like, just use logic. She's not gonna die here. No, because if he can't kill her, yeah. he, he has lots of lots at stake here. Yeah, he can't just die, or his whole plans are over. It literally makes no sense. He can't do it, or he loses. Yeah, this is like the biggest hole in this movie. Right, and but I mean, I I don't know if it's a hole necessarily because I can still see a character making that mistake. Because it's, it doesn't yeah. make it not a mistake, but a person might do that. True, I suppose. Because they they might think like there maybe Abe's logic is I'll throw him the crown, get the princess back. Me and Hellboy will do the thing we always do. Yeah, you know, yeah. we always win. True, yeah. Um, like Hellboy will punch him, we'll take the crown off. We got this. Mm. Um, and you know what? He was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technically, he was right. Well, no, not actually. But they they get the punchies and they win. Yeah. Well, I get, they don't well, save the girl. But. No. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but this is where we get our classic. This is almost like uh, our classic like superhero movie fight, almost where they yeah. get like a mindless drone army and they go to fight. It's cool enough. I, don't... Yeah, I mean, we get your cool Johan. Johan like possesses one of the Golden Army drones and he just goes like batshit, just yeah. killing a bunch of yeah, them. Yeah, it becomes like a blue drone. And he's like, yeah. and now I am the master. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so they get like some cool fighting, but again, I don't really love these kind of fights where it's like a mindless drone army fighting. I, it's just for like for like violent scene action, right? But I don't think action's that exciting when you're not it's like. Not you like when you're punching something that has weight behind it that's fun like when he's dueling the prince that's yeah, fun exactly because each punch you're like oh. yeah yeah you're like oh did he kill him did he kill him or like is this where it and ends? not to mention because in all their 99 percent of those situations you know that like they're not going to beat this thing by going one by one through each drone right like, like you we, have to beat the big mickey we killed the last one <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna we, do now we did it <laughs> like you'd literally be fighting for like weeks yeah, like, <laughs> like, i didn't think they last that long <laughs> oh my god through pure endurance they smashed all of them <laughs> that was the last thing we saw coming my god the one flaw <laughs> No, but I mean that's not the one flaw. That no. as, as they're beating them, they they come back together. So like, oh wait, this isn't gonna work. Yeah, they, so, they got to go for the crown. Yeah. So uh, luckily, Broom read the the, the fairy tale to yep. Hellboy at and night. We yeah, we forgot about it, but in the fairy tale, he actually does mention like if you have the golden crown, like the one thing, it's like Black Panther rules. You yeah. can be challenged. Yeah. And if they like, you know, they can win the challenge and keep the crown, but if you beat them, you're the new master of the golden army. Yeah. So Hellboy's like, fuck it, I challenge you. Yep. And the prince is like, all right, like you want to do this? Let's just get it over with. Yep. And so they have their duel and it's kind of like a cool fight and this fight's more fun because this is like them one-on-one again yeah because hellboy is sober <laughs> right yeah he's doing better this time he's yeah. got some clever moves because yep. like they're fighting in, in a bunch of gears so he kind of uses that like nathan drake almost like yeah, grabbing yeah. onto the gears and like waiting for rotations and sneaking up on him it's yeah, pretty cool for sure. and he actually does beat him in the duel and take the crown and deactivate the army but uh yeah and he again like he did with uh mr wink he gives him like an opportunity he's like it's over bro like just like lay down and like be done with it right i like that hellboy's like all right like you lost like we don't have to like you don't have to die like yeah. you can just go back to your people like we can you know you're you're uh immortal just go live yeah yeah just quit fucking with us but then he's like no like I, i'm not gonna stop you have to kill me like this is gonna keep going and going and i'm just gonna i'm endless yeah and then that's when he suddenly like gets a pain in the heart and we see that his sister has stabbed herself in the heart yeah like and she's like oh i'm ending it like, yeah it's over because what happens to me happens to you but that's kind of where the movie ends when they get back to the top i kind of like it because manning's waiting for him it's like what you guys what left you didn't do anything like this is bullshit yeah. like one by one they're like i quit i quit <laughs> i quit yeah. and this you know what? i don't mind this take it's like the, the take that like maybe the bprd sucks yeah i don't mind that yeah exactly the comics never really asked that question but do the b the, the bprd they maybe they just suck i mean they kind of do in well, they, the first they, one i think they say like a lot of like the the suits in the I mean, bprd I, suck but they well, never yeah. really say like kate and manning and like the higher like they don't oh, ever true, say like yeah. the whole mission sucks okay but like I, I don't mind that take it's like maybe their mission sucks maybe yeah. they shouldn't be like you know stealing and classifying these objects like maybe they don't have any authority over that yeah i mean i, I would be on that page yeah they're, they're like keeping <laughs> secrets from everybody like maybe that's not the right thing to do yeah typically like black label government funded like uh, secret, organizations. secret organizations aren't usually are uh, pretty nefarious right they're lucky they have hellboy yeah for yeah. real to fucking keep them honest. Yeah. Uh, but that, and even Johan retires. I like that. He's like, he was the buy the books guy. And even he's like, right. fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm German. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> and so like, this is like, how cool would a third movie of like that squad on the run? Like not even with the BPRD, just doing their own missions. Right. Just rogue agents. Oh, that would have been so cool. God. Like maybe getting Johan's backstory as they go through Germany or something. Right. Oh, how, oh. Such a missed like, opportunity. Like, we, uh, watching this movie, like we talked about it so many times, where we're like, oh, that's a setup for a sequel. That's yep. set up, uh, and it's, uh, just knowing it never happens. Yep. Such a letdown. 
God. Like that. And Ron Perlman, Hellboy, legendary. Uh, I really like Selma Blair Liz, especially in this movie. We talked oh, about yeah. it as the movie went on. Like I, this whole movie, I was like, this feels like Liz Sherman. Definitely. In yeah. the last movie, it's kind of like she's on the sidelines a lot. This this movie, like she felt like an agent. You yeah. Know? In the first movie, she's either just like gone or like unconscious or like being rescued. Yeah. 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 Like in this movie, she's like an agent. She's like on the front ops, like with a gun, like investigating. Like she's doing all the stuff, like yeah. with everybody else. Exactly. I love it. And she's like using her fire powers every time she like gets the chance. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and she has to cross. Mm. It's Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great. And design. like the Johan was spot on. Like even his personality traits, I thought he was like perfect. Like hell yeah, this movie like it does him so well. I know, and it's funny because I remember I was watching that movie back in the day, and I had, like obviously no idea the comic background, so I just kind of assumed there was like a Guillermo del Toro thing, right? But yeah, like see having the context and everything now, it makes it so much better. And our biggest complaint too about the last movie was that Abe constantly gets sidelined. Oh uh, yeah, to show fucking Myers. Yeah, and this movie Abe's in the movie. Yeah, it was great. He minus has an arc. The, minus the one. Fuck up. Well, sure, but it's but in character. I don't, I don't mind it as a character moment. Yeah, it's on. It's on par. It's a fuck up, but it's like, yeah, he. It's a fuck up a guy would make. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, he he was barely in the first movie at all. So oh, like, yeah. the fact that he actually gets to be a main character in this movie, oh, big yeah. improvement. It was great. Yeah, big improvement. It showed how much better the first movie could have been too. Right, and so, but I mean, this is, but I mean, that happens a lot. Where like the second movie, they have the everything established. They can just kind of exist in this world now. Yeah, I got and it. that's what this movie feels like. These characters existing in this Hellboy universe, which yeah. is why this movie like lands so well with this was this movie held up so well for me on the rewatch like definitely. i thought this was amazing hell yeah like, this is probably the best of the three hellboy movies in my opinion oh yeah by I, far. I, I definitely think so by far like it, it feels the most like a hellboy story like mm-hmm. each one is like a case by case whoa this is weird like mm-hmm. i don't know everything but that was weird that yeah, was cool exactly yeah that, that's like that's what the number one thing you should be saying when like going through a hellboy story like oh that's weird <laughs> yeah exactly like oh that's, that's so cool yeah so definitely recommend if you haven't rewatched this movie recently, definitely go check it out. Definitely, I, I, yeah. I highly recommend rewatching it, especially if you have some background. Like if you're like me, who maybe has more background on Hellboy now than you used to, you'll get a lot out of it. Oh, definitely. Um, but that'll bring us to the end of our Hellboy episode. We went a little long this time. We, we, we uh, this is my favorite character, so I'm gonna I I'm gonna gush sometimes. So. Yeah, and, and like this had a bunch of like occult and old like magical references. So yeah. I was all. Oh, on we're, board. we're gonna do if we're doing a Hellboy series, we're gonna do it right. So I don't. Oh mind. yeah, because like like I said, this is my uh, BPRD, my favorite book of all time. Uh, I mean, the Hellboy universe in general is my favorite series of all time. Mm. Um, and Johann Krauss, one of like top three, like Johann Liz and Hellboy are my top three. Easy. Yeah, dude, I I can't. I gotta read. But it sucks. I because I, I gotta finish like. The first Hellboy run, and then I gotta get into BPRD. That doesn't suck. No, don't, no. I mean, it doesn't suck, but like, I, I want to see more Johan. But I, no, know, you, I know I'll get to it eventually. Uh, yeah, but just think of the stuff you do have ahead of you—the stories of Hecate and oh, Rasputin. No, I, and, no, I'm very excited to get. And you'll love Hellboy. Conqueror Worm. It's like all yeah, about yeah. like space Nazis and. Uh, Lobster Johnson, it's really cool. No, yeah, I'm I'm definitely pumped for all of it. Yeah, no, it, it, I I like if you're like just go on uh, Google Hellboy reading order and just go by the Mignola Versity Hellboy reading order and read everything. I have yet to read like a flat out bad book in this universe. Like it's oh, no, amazing. I, I don't know why I'd leave anything out. All right, but I'm about to uh, get out of this podcast. I'm about to eject my ectoplasm out of my body <laughs> and go enjoy the week. So I advise you all do the same. Oh yes, and join us next week. Wunderbar, wunderbar, schnell. <laughs>